So this TV show that they're doing, the special thing about it is that it's going to have a global reach. Right now, South Africa already has a bunch of famous TV shows. And just to get you acclimated with what they might be, I have a game here where I have listed four. One could, of them could I have is seen them? fake. Could I have seen any of these? You may have heard of them. Okay. That's the thing. And so you have to point out which one isn't real. All right. All right? So out of these four, the first one is Veneer Zebras Bite, which translates to When Zebras Bite. It's a military reality series about a group of rangers who combat elephant poachers by training dazzles of zebras to fight. Okay, I know that there are a lot of like elephants and zebras in South Africa, so I feel like that one's true. But this is a group of military operatives who go in and teach zebras how to fight poachers. <laughs> okay, yeah, what were the okay. other ones? The other one is Orkney Snorkney, which translates to Orkney Doesn't Snore. It was a popular family sitcom in the early 90s, and the message of the title is that the town of Orkney is not boring. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. The third one is called Generations, and that's a soap opera that occupied the number one spot in audience rating for 20 years. Chris Brown, Samuel L. Jackson guest starred, and in Samuel L. Jackson's episode, he gives a woman being blackmailed advice to stop drinking. All right. Right. Yeah. And then the fourth one is called The Coconuts. This is sort of an infamous series. It was a sitcom about a white family whose lives are turned upside down when they wake up to find out that they have turned black, while their black maid has become white. Okay, that feels like it's way too specific to be made up. What is the soap opera called? The soap opera Carl, was called Generations. Generations, that one. No, that was absolutely true. In fact, the director, who we're going to talk about a little bit of this show, was on Generations for a while. <laughs> okay, well, I know for a fact that Coconuts had to have been true. The Coconuts ran, I think, from like 2008, 2009. That's when it aired? Yeah. Oh, well, my later God. Than I I think, think yeah, I thought it was 90s or something. Okay, mm -hmm. yeah. And then, uh, okay, so then what is it then? It's actually Veneer Zebra's Bite. There are no fighting zebras out there. I, thought, I was hoping. I was hoping. <laughs> yeah. But there is a reason I did that one, because there is a poaching connection to the brave ones. But when you watch this episode, we've done a few foreign shows before. Yeah. You watched Aranyak, which was an Indian crime thriller that was on Netflix. I remember. Um, this is specifically dealing, this is the plot I have here, an almighty goddess reincarnated as a young woman who must harness her divine powers to avenge her sister's death and protect her family wow. from destruction. You want to talk about a spoiler alert. That's all that happens in like the final like moments of this TV show. Well, it, with, within the six episodes, this is sort of the path that she's going on. Right, right, but like everything that you just mentioned, the sister's death, that happens at the end of the episode. Her being the chosen one is supposed to be a twist that happens at the end of the episode. Like oh. everything. Well, I was <laughs> going to ask if it like reminded you of Superman and Lois because of the person learning their abilities and i know the kids in that show in the pilot were just learning their abilities uh, nothing nothing like that and it's sicky who is the main character and who is the chosen one she doesn't like really get her powers until the very end yeah and it's through these weird um like bracelets amulets. yeah bracelets basically. bracelets that like she finds mm -hmm. it, is it like shazam where she gets transported because i hear about this tree world yeah Here, just just the, tell me about the plot so the, it starts off and we get a shot of a god and he actually breaks the fourth wall and he's talking about how there are three worlds the world of the living the world of the not yet born and the world of the dead mm -hmm. and how the chosen one can like bring together all of these worlds if they protect the tree of life 
And, okay. and they did so kind of in, like, the Harry Potter uh, Deathly Hallows Part 1 way. Do you remember that part where Hermione's talking about how there was, like, this tale of three brothers, and they did, like, this animation type thing? It, it looked really cool. I was really, like, glad that the Brave Ones did that. But it was just to basically show that the Chosen One... They did it in cartoon form? Uh, cartoon, but more, like, animation style. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it was just to show that the Chosen One has not been reincarnated yet, but that they are coming to life, and that... Basically, their purpose is to protect the tree of life. Yeah, so kind of a nature aspect. And that's kind of like Black Panther. I think of the tree of life as that tree that was in the back and all you had all those panthers who were around it. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it was almost like kind of colorized like that, just not as purple. Mm -hmm. um, and then, Also like Legion animation too, when they describe things. Right, yeah. So then you have Nitsiki, that's the main uh, character. Main character. And then she has a sister, Funeka. Funeka is like this activist because apparently what's going on in Africa is that the male uh, he's kind of the villain of the series. He's wanting to build a casino on their land. Big surprise, the political figure, the right. government is the bad guy, the yeah. big brother. <laughs> and then Funeka is like leading this activist group being like, we're not going to allow them to, like we're going to stand up and fight and like hopefully cause like a revolution. Uh -huh. Does um, she have a bubbly personality? She's, I'm asking that for a reason. No, not Okay, in interviews, she came off very, like, uh, happy and energetic. She's, like, she's really mad throughout this pilot. Okay. That's kind of her main character trait. And do they all speak English? Or? Uh, it, like, it kind of goes in and out. I'd say it's, like, 80% um, African and then, like, 20% English. Okay, yeah, between one of the languages, they do flip around a lot. But on IMDb, it listed as Zulu for mm. the most part. Okay. But I'm not sure if that's true. Yeah, so, Nisiki, we learned that she is a waitress she has a boyfriend and that apparently as a waitress she she has trouble keeping a job i guess i should say her family also this is kind of like going on in the town they're having to deal with evictions a lot mm -hmm. they've temporarily been stopped but at this point they, they, they feel like it's going to start happening again yeah um and then she like even though she had a boyfriend she starts like kind of talking to this guy who is like a ringleader of a group not a bad group just like a friends and she like starts giving him her phone number and stuff like that she's flirting with him flirting with him yeah cool. which was a little strange and then also Why was that strange because she has a boyfriend that she's like doing this on the side with but they, did they specifically state in their terms that they're going to only see each other I mean, are they at no, that point no not, not I'm, I'm teasing you yeah go ahead yeah um but the boyfriend does say i'm going to bring you to london so she gets cool. really excited about that then you also get introduced to a new storyline uh there's this girl named Milingusi. <laughs> she is a kid who envisions ghosts we only get like a minute of screen time from her but yeah like the first thing we see is that um from her storyline is that she wakes up and she suddenly just sees a ghost that's in the room and her mom's in the room as well. Her name is Ayanda, and her father's name is Lathando. And they speak to each other, and they're like, look, she's seen all the best. <laughs> her mom's name is Lathanda, and her, her no. dad's name is Lathando? No, the mom's name is Ayanda. Oh, Ayanda. Okay, yeah. yeah. And her father's name is Lathando. Yes. And they were talking about how uh, she saw another ghost and how they've run her to the best doctors and, like, therapists in the world, and still nothing has, like, ended up helping. Hmm. So it all converges at this big charity event that's going to be thrown. In fact, Nitsiki is even going to be working as, like, a uh, waiter there um you also have funeka she's been invited to it the mayor's there as i was well. about to ask is the mayor supposed to be at this chair right event? Yeah. yeah in fact they hire a band and the main singer is the person that nitsiki is also uh flirting with mm -hmm. <laughs> So yeah, but but Monica ends up like yelling at the mayor, being like, "I don't want you to throw this casino thing," and she's thrown out of the event. Yeah. Um, 
And then we get this weird twist where apparently Ayanda is a villain, even though we didn't really know that. It seemed like... Luthando's wife is a villain? No, I... Yeah, Luthando's... Yeah. Yeah, the mom and yeah. the daughter? Yeah, she actually was. Was she the one haunting her own kid? That's no, 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 no. <laughs> the ghost actually looked like it was an actual ghost. But the thing is, is that Ayanda, she, I guess, is like almost the mayor is working for her mm. because she is like a kind of she's um, pulling the strings promoting blackmail yeah being like i want you to start these evictions again like i i want like everything just now it's starting of, like generations where where you have all those blackmail and betrayal and all that stuff right on, like a soap opera and we also learned that ayanda is the uncle uh, or sorry ayanda is the niece of the uncle that we saw at the beginning of the episode so almost like the niece of a god a lot of reveals yeah so uh, all that and then we, and then Nitsiki apparently at the like charity event stole the some bracelets that were going to be the bracelets that they were auctioning off. Well, which, I mean, as the waitress, you shouldn't leave those things just around <laughs> for people to take. I but, guess. but she literally stole them. She's confronted by family. They're like, why did you steal the bracelets? And she's like, I'm going to give them back. But she like runs off in a fit of rage. And they're like gold bracelets. They look expensive. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 And then uh, did she put them on? No, we never see the bracelet. Well, we do see the bracelets, but we never see her put them on. And I was sad about that but then you also have Feneca she runs after Nitsiki and uh and there was a side storyline where it turns out that her boyfriend actually was cheating on her and she's like really depressed about it well it makes her flirting all the much better right right know? exactly like, it I gives feel, her that exception I feel like that's why they did it and then Feneca is like look we're going to be able to find some way to like make your life kind of go back on track again we'll return the bracelets we'll like fix a relationship with mom and dad this and coming from the person who got kicked out of the charity <laughs> event for <laughs> okay so yeah. she's the voice of reason now right yeah. and, and uh and it turns out that then they hear like screaming and they go into the main town and they see that there are like a ton of throw uh, clothes being thrown out and people are just in manic chaos because again the evictions have been started up by the mayor on on ayanda's order and so random motorcyclists i don't think we see a motorcycle at all throughout the first episode random motorcyclists then charge in with these motorcycles and start going after nitsiki and funeka Mm -hmm. And then, like, they end, and they end up actually cornering them, and then they stab Funeka and kill Nitsiki. And, like, they kill Nitsiki. They kill Nitsiki and Funeka. So there's no way to misread that. Yeah, no. They, she is dead. They were dead, but then Nitsiki, like, this is where it seems like they use most of their budget, like, falls into a weird, like, huge water, like, pit. Yeah, you feel like you see that in almost every series nowadays. Yeah. I, I, I was it's gonna literally the poster of Follows. Yeah, right. In <laughs> yeah. surface also. Yeah. That's what I meant. That's what you what, meant. What is follows? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, surface. Thank you for correcting me. But yeah, no. And then Nitsiki ends up being the chosen one. So somehow that means she's immortal. She goes over to her sister because she ends up waking up and yeah. she's like, fine. She goes over to her sister. Her sister's actually dead. That's where Wait, how does she find though? Like, do, do you see the you stitching see, just no, like, you, stitch itself You don't up, see stitching. What? what you see is the blood dissipate from her neck. Oh, okay. And she's just suddenly fine. Okay. <laughs> and she walks over to her sister from Neca. From Neca, it seems like it's actually dead she screams and that's basically the end of the episode but she doesn't like get that reveal no one walks up to her and is like you are now a god no i mean but we know that the uncle of ayanda probably does know that nitsiki is the chosen one because mm -hmm. now the chosen one has been rebirthed but yeah that's that's a lot of lore that's a lot of mystery that goes into this first episode it's supposed to be sort of based off folklore but nothing specific because mm -hmm. it didn't want it wanted to play it safe in a way right because there's just so much mythology in in like the south african or being raised south african mm -hmm. like everybody has their own story it's very oral so like there isn't 
it's not been portrayed necessarily, and they didn't want to uh, turn anyone off by going any specific route. So they chose to kind of concentrate on just making it not bland, but like open to any idea right. as possible. So they tried to incorporate a lot of stuff. They tried to use a lot of languages and they tried to cast people who are appealing enough who would like kind of connect to every single person. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> and I thought that like I, I was talking about the first two minutes, I really enjoyed kind of the animation, the color tones that they use were really cool. How it was like very brown and also very light to and like when I think of exciting symmetry. color tones, I don't usually think of brown. <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing that it, yeah. it worked here. Stylized. Yeah, very stylized. That's what I'm looking for. And then also the story, um, when it, especially when it was talking about like Funeka storyline about trying to stop the casino from being built, uh, built was easy to follow okay aside from those two pros that's it like i just have cons kind of listed for the rest of it oh you're not a fan of the show no not not a lot the thing swing is swinging a miss for their first venture into the south African yes very much television. so first off it's very low budget like netflix what are you like you would think you want that, more money yes i don't know why netflix put it would, into the budget i don't know why netflix didn't give them like a huge budget how could you tell it was cheap because it just, uh, the like, when it came to the costumes, when it came to the locations they were shooting, even the camera was filmed and, like, kind of had the same lights as, like, a soap opera type thing. Uh-huh. Like, and I, so I was just like, why did Netflix not give them more money to work with here? Especially if it's going to be their first of many, like, South Africa uh, shows. Yeah. And I, I like South that. South African. Yeah, and I like the fact that they filmed in South Africa and everything. I think that that's a cool place because I don't know a lot. I think I only saw Tuki Buki and then, like, another South Africa movie but that was like came out in the 70s yeah i haven't heard of it right so i i'm glad that they decided to film there but it's like what are you doing also a lot of the characters choices don't make sense for example nitsiki she walks to her boyfriend's apartment knocks on the door the boyfriend opens up the door and doesn't try to conceal the girl that he's sleeping with at all yet he opens up the door just randomly and then she suddenly sees that a girl is in his bed they didn't try to like maneuver that at all they didn't even try to like throw the sheet over the girl that was in his bed just suddenly opens up the door and she's there well, it's not a comedy is it no it's not but that's the thing it's like why would you not try to at least conceal that like in any way or go through next any episode to you get so. a backstory from his point of view he sees her <laughs> flirting with the band guy and then he's like screw it and then he goes and sleeps with the and that's girl. that's another thing it's sicky is really really sad afterwards she's like bawling and crying to her sister about the fact that her boyfriend slept with someone else but it's like you were doing a way lesser form granted but still you were flirting with another guy you even gave him your phone number when you were doing so hey, it does sound like though that you are thinking about these characters as real people so that it goes to the show's credit, I right? I mean, maybe, but it's hard to think of the like them as real people when they don't even give the boyfriend a name. They mm-hmm. didn't even give him a name in the episode, and he's in multiple scenes. Maybe they <laughs> did, and they just didn't say it. I saw on the Netflix captions. It just says boyfriend? It just says man. Oh. It just says man. <laughs> okay. Well, she is the chosen one also, so you'd think that they'd want to make her super likable and not a cheater or something, so. I mean, she didn't even come across as that likable. I didn't think that the acting was that good either. Also, the villains, they might as well have given all the villains, like, a big, fat, white cat to, like, pet. <laughs> because <laughs> they come across that way. There's a villain that literally just eats nuts the whole entire time. And it was like, that's, that's their not, thing? yeah, that doesn't come across as intimidating. They also had a thing where, like, they kind of like Nitsiki, and, he, and he's like, why are you not returning my calls? But that really doesn't go anywhere. Also, what was with the storyline of motorcyclists coming out of nowhere and then killing both of them? It reminds me a little bit like Marvel villains. 
when you got these bad guys, the red hand just like yeah. pop out and it's like suddenly everybody's a part of it and it's just like this whole motorcycle game that you're saying this, how many people were there there was like three motorcycles oh, okay so there's only three four and they and they like suddenly kill the main characters it would make more sense if the guy who was eating nuts killed them because at least then he would have somewhat of a motive we see him be evil even if the mayor like hired some people to so do so is it like too many villains stacked upon each other well my main thing is just why did they decide to make it random motorcyclists for one scene be the ones that kill Action? off the main characters to kill off the main characters when we don't even see a motorcyclist at all throughout the first i don't know 40 minutes of this it pilot? also reminds me of righteous gemstones because they have motorcyclists in the second season right who, like, <laughs> yes shoot out yeah. but the, the but the, like the the shows that you're bringing up are, are comedies they are a well that comedies. second one is but also, they're just way better in comparison to something like this. Like, even in... I can't believe I'm saying this, but even in Age of the Living Dead, which is a show that if that is one of the worst shows I've ever seen, if not the worst show I've ever seen. I remember in the episode that I watched, there was, like, a kid, his mom was a vampire, and the anecdote was in his teeth, and he bit the mom, and then the mom somehow reversed, turned into being a human. Really, really dumb. But at least it made a little tiny bit of sense. But to have the main characters be killed off by motorcyclists that, like, out of nowhere, that, that, I just did not understand yeah, the reason. Seems like you have that. a real problem with it. Yeah. Also, it has gotten a little criticism for its pacing. Yes, the pacing was very slow. The dialogue was very exposition filled. I understand it's a pilot, but, yeah. like, still. Also, it's introducing you to this other world, a whole different mythology. Do you remember Ragnarok when we did that show? Yes, like, I do. that also has a lot that it has to stuff in. But that its seemed plot. like, but it seemed like that was the point of Ragnarok, kind of retelling an old like old story and that's and not the like point that. of this it just didn't uh, well we didn't get like a huge sense of it i felt like it was slow it was boring it was also predictable for the things that were predictable like beyond funeka being an activist and the mayor wanting to build a casino over the land or whatever that storyline goes nowhere mm -hmm. funeka yells at him at a charity event now i think she actually is dead so it's like really what was the point of her character and there's even like a terrible mini fight scene someone i have not mentioned yet well is, she's got to avenge her sister death so maybe yeah. at the end of it like she brings her sister back to life i don't know but there was some there was Funeka's boyfriend mm -hmm. um actually it might have even been her husband nukozi that like she he's basically helping her try and like start this revolution against the government yes <laughs> uh the security breaks down Nitsiki's family's door and like actually put Nitsiki in like a chokehold and Nikozi, who's like walking to the house at that point, runs in, doesn't even punch or kick one of the security guards, just kind of throws him down on the ground, takes his gun. Apparently that knocks out the first security guard and the second security guard still has Nitsiki and a chokehold and Nikozi holds up a gun at the security guard. And then like that scene just kind of ends with like everyone just kind of like pointing down their guns and the security guard releasing Nitsiki but it's like Nikozi should go to jail for that he knocked out a security guard he took their gun and now is holding it up at another security guard's head well it might just be that they're so corrupt in wherever they are that it they don't want to go through the proper channels like if those police people informed their superiors that maybe they would get in yeah, trouble like well yeah, yeah I but know. I mean they were actually the reason why security guard was there is because Nitsiki stole the bracelets that's yeah. why they showed up so I mean they had a reasonable like but maybe they were like 
So, Maybe. Look, I mean, yeah. I Anyways, know. though, I guess I have to give this show like a three out of ten. It's still better than Age of the Living Dead, but yeah, was not a huge fan. Probably one of the worst shows that we've done for the podcast. And I'm sorry to say that because, like I said, I think the fact that they're doing a South African show with Netflix is cool, but just it didn't work. All right. Well, it is a little surprising because I heard that the characters were charismatic at least, and that the costumes wouldn't be something that you would be critical of because I I, di- I didn't know the budget would be that cheap. The trailer didn't make it seem that way i'll say that the best character they probably had was the uncle or the god that's like describing things at the beginning of the episode because not only did he look believable but also i just i guess like his character he Mm -hmm. has made the most sense especially when he's speaking to ayanda one of the things that ayanda has to do to stop her kid from seeing ghosts is get the blood from the chosen one Mm -hmm. so now that's obviously going to be ayanda against nitsiki and we'll see how that turns out i also know that this was the longest episode out of all what five or six episodes that they had yeah it was 45 minutes and the rest of them are around 35 minutes the biggest reason though that i thought it would be a success and why i think netflix hedged so much on it was that its director and creator akin amoto show he actually did a Disney documentary earlier this year called Rise. Does that sound at all familiar to it you? It sounds familiar, but it's I It's the Giannis documentary about him and his brother oh. and their rise to the, uh, ML, in the MLB, the <laughs> NBA. And uh, and he's fairly well known there because, again, he was on Generations for a while. He, he acted. He was actually in Blood Diamond, too, but his part was cut. <laughs> <laughs> but Blood Diamond takes place in South Africa, right. so that makes a lot of sense. But the guy is acclaimed. He's friends with Trevor Noah. He's like highly respected in the field. So he came out with this show and I just haven't seen that much publicity for it. Yeah, one thing I think it just came out, right? And it wasn't even in the top 10. And that usually is at least the case for the first week for new shows on Netflix. Yeah, it doesn't really have a rating system. Like all the places that I've talked about it have sort of been on the C tier of like news sites. You don't have any uh, straight up like entertainment, uh, Hollywood Reporter, any of like the big sites covering it. Right. It's kind of like ready cut, steady cut or that type of thing where you kind of. And then Decider did something on it, but Decider said stream it. Really? So, yeah. Maybe um, I'm in the minority on this. I just, I didn't see you. Like, I was surprised that they decided to go with this script, that Netflix saw this and was like, hey, you might want to, like, rewrite this a couple times. If you had the opportunity to try to fix it, what would the main thing be that you tried to change? Well, I'll say this. Plot-wise. For the main storyline to be uh, the whole entire, like, chosen one thing, it felt like that was almost the part that was subbed in that was on the back burner uh, on the back burner yeah because most of the story was about funeka trying to be like no don't build this casino so i would obviously expand on that and maybe make the chosen one like if that's the main storyline you want to go with i'd maybe put that on the front burner put the casino one on the back burner and really dive into the myth- mythology of that because i can understand them not wanting to go into that too much but also if you do it right if you're able to like kind of show parallels to your story with greek mythology or whatever mythology you're doing i think then people will respect that mm-hmm. and you did like jupiter's legacy even though people pan that yeah even though it was very mythological i might have i might have been a little bit too favorable to that in my review looking yeah, back what i'm saying it. though is that that is sort of what you're saying put that yeah. in the forefront put the gods in the forefront have it talk about like all the magical stuff and it does say that iyanda is seeking the magical entity who i assume is the chosen one right. that you were talking about for her blood mm-hmm. to save her daughter exactly to stop son, the kid her son 
son okay yes. that was, yeah no but to stop have you been to, saying daughter this whole time uh, yeah 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 okay well again we only we only see the son for like one minute okay so yeah so and and that was also another thing it's like why would you introduce obviously someone who's so integral to the story Goosey, who ayanda is like going to fight her hardest for to stop seeing ghosts and you're only going to show them for a minute in the pilot like mm-hmm. what <laughs> okay so you're not going to watch any more episodes no all right not. Well, I remember when Netflix first started streaming, they didn't kick off with House of Cards. There were other shows that they tried to either buy or they tried to make. Mm -hmm. It was their first original series that took off, but it wasn't their first successful series. So maybe that'll be the same thing here. Maybe this is the first breaking point where it's like they can get into the market, but then they'll come out with shows that are going to be even better and better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, maybe it opened the door. Thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye.